Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, and I am the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And I'm excited for our episode. (laughs) We are continuing our conversation in September. Our theme this month is education, empowerment, and equity. And my guest is a girlfriend. (laughs) She is one of those sister circle friends that absolutely, um, every word, every time we encounter one another, she encourages my soul. Not only with her smile, (laughs) her temperament, but you ever have that friend that makes sure you know that you have your flowers while you're still here. And her encouragement um, uh, absolutely has blessed me. So now I'm going to share who she (laughs) is with you. She is the founder and CEO of Embrace Life Enterprises. Dr. Renee Ellison began her journey as a life and leadership development coach and consultant nearly 15 years ago after a successful career as a full-figured model, actress, and international television host. She now serves as a mentor coach with the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching, where she received her second coaching certification in 2015. Renee is also credentialed as an International Coaching Federation, the professional certification coach. Renee's career is rooted in an impressive 30 plus years as a television host, actor, and model. After a stint as a model and show host on QVC, she created a clothing line on QVC and then co-hosted a home decor and craft series on HGTV <laughs> called Our Place. Yeah, I'm, I, I want them to understand because when I tell people I fell into this, but I have guests on who this is their thing. <laughs> Renee hosted For Women Only, a live medical call-in show on WPSJ TV. She embarked on national media tours and appeared on countless morning shows across the country, offering, often serving as fundraising host for New Jersey Network Public Television. Renee, she produces and has hosted Embrace Life with Renee, a human interest television program sponsored by a healthcare system which aired on WMCN in Philadelphia and later on This Is TV. She has also hosted Join (laughs) In Our Town, a public affair television show. But today, she is going to, in this conversation, take down the mask 
She has been on several platforms, but has not always been able to be her authentic self. Mm -hmm. And so from a place of experience, of having been in the public eye, but not actually being able to see your own self in the mirror. Mm -hmm. She has some tools and some um, skills, some mindset shifts Mm -hmm. and some truths to share with us. And she's challenging all of us to embrace life. Yes. That's the best part right there. Yes. Embrace (laughs) life. Welcome to the show, Dr. Renee Ellison. Thank you, Dr. Jackson. Oh, this is going to be so good. I'm so excited. I've been waiting all day for this. Mm -hmm. So I just laid out your credentials, Mm -hmm. your experience that um, in multiple platforms, in different ways, But when we prepared for this conversation, you said, Virgil, I want to talk about authenticity. Yeah. Why is that so important to you? It's important because everything that you read was, I mean, it's so sweet of you to to read the whole bio, Vidra. (laughs) A little embarrassing, but (laughs) But, um, my entire life for the first part of my adulthood right out of college was spent in front of a television camera. And... When you enter into that industry, there is a plasticity, there is a facade, there is a fakeness and an authenticity that you have to form in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. You have to be polished, you have to be pristine, you have to be, you know, and I wasn't any of those things. I was just a girl who wanted to be on TV and I was fortunate enough and blessed enough to get an opportunity. And I was really naive enough to think that when I got those opportunities, I got them because I was special and because they saw my uniqueness and they wanted to support me and make me a star and put me in the front. But what I realized was that in every opportunity, whether it was on camera or a leadership role in in a corporation, the goal, once they saw that uniqueness, was to homogenize it Mm. and to strip Mm -hmm. away everything that made you special and to make you more like what they felt was acceptable. Mm -hmm. So it took a long time for me to really embrace that idea of walking in my authentic self Mm -hmm. and even understanding what that means. I think about the the way that if we're not careful, Mm -hmm. we will accept Mm -hmm someone stripping away Mm -hmm. what actually makes us an individual and our entire purpose of the masterful creation we are, if we're not careful in order to fit in, and I feel so urgently that this is happening on multiple platforms for people, in order to fit in, we will allow 
a system, a culture, an organization, a person to strip away yes. what is uniquely who we are and why we're here mm -hmm. in order to be something else. And we never actually feel okay. No. No. You get lost. Yeah, you get lost. And and I talk about it in the book and, and mm -hmm. from Fake to Phenomenal, I talk about that idea of my wander years. Mm -hmm. And and I talk about that in the chapter where I basically had a crisis. Mm -hmm. And I decided that I, I, I just couldn't do it anymore. I wasn't sure how to articulate it or put it into words, but I just knew that I could not continue to live this external life where it was all about acquisition and accolades and accomplishments and winning. Mm -hmm. like I needed to really go deep inside. And I would say maybe around, um, I would say 2001, right mm -hmm. after 9-11, I talk about that in the book, is when the shift started to happen. So for the last 21 years of my mm -hmm. life, um, I've been on this changed transitional um, period in my journey where it really is about tapping into who Renee is and really mm -hmm. getting to know who she is and expressing that to the world in a different way. In this season and time, mm -hmm. coming out of a, another very traumatic experience, not only for our country, but for the, for the globe, I feel like people are having kind of that reckoning moment mm -hmm. of one, I can't waste any time. I have said this yep. so many times in so many meetings. In multiple settings, whether it has been in front of teachers or principals or or a teacher teaching kiddos or a boardroom, I've stressed we don't have any more time to not show up authentically and actually see people for who they are and begin to really create space for them to be allowed to show up authentically yeah. and be who they've been created to be. I, mm -hmm. I feel like we just don't have that time anymore. Can you give us any insight? And, and there probably is an absolute chap chapter in the book. <laughs> and, and before we are done, I know we keep referencing it, but we are going to tell you how to get from <laughs> fake to phenomenal. We will absolutely do that before we're done. But before we do that, mm -hmm. what did you need to do when you are talking about embracing self-discovery? What is that and what do we need to do when we know that we can't waste any more time being fake? Oh, that's a great question because you know probably more than anybody else because you teach it, preach it, live it, breathe it. <laughs> um, the number one thing that you have to do, it's a mindset shift. And you, you know, you geek out over the brain and I love when you geek out over the brain because I think it just makes so much sense, right? Because it's a mindset shift mm -hmm. and it doesn't happen overnight and it's not something that's going to be a miracle cure. And it, in order to really be able to think about 
yourself in a different way, you have to do things that you've never done before. And you have to open up your life and allow people to pour into you who are really genuinely living and walking their purpose and their calling. Because people who are walking in their purpose and calling genuinely will want to bring you along. Yes. They're not going to have that, oh, no, you know, mm-hmm. that lack of abundance mentality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going to want to bring you along. They're going to invite you in mm-hmm. and there's going to be open space. And to be able to really accept that idea that I need a mindset shift. Things aren't working. Things don't feel right. It's, it's, not, it's not good or whatever. And to be able to articulate that out loud and to be able to do the work necessary in order to build yourself the self that God has designed you to be, it's a diligent process and it's a commitment. But for me, the alternative, my spirit just dies. And I just remain miserable, depressed, um, disconnected. You know, you walk around like uh, like you're, you're just living, you're just mm-hmm. existing, you're just surviving. Mm-hmm. And that's not good enough for me anymore. I don't think it's good enough for anyone Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about a mindset shift, Mm -hmm. that for me is a powerful opportunity for people to recognize that that this is actually going to be work, Mm -hmm. that there isn't a magic wand, that there isn't just this quick fix. I know we live in a Google culture and we want a checklist, Mm -hmm. but it's not. I had a training earlier today where I asked people the difference between a strategy and a system. Mm. And oftentimes people want a strategy to change the system Mm -hmm. when actually they're two different things. Mm -hmm. And a strategy, you might reach for a strategy in the moment, but what's actually going to change you is the consistent practice that you build into a system and a routine that rewires your mind. Yes. And people keep reaching for a strategy. Get, tell me the tip. Tell mm-hmm. me the thing. And and then get startled yeah. when there's no change. You're saying a mindset shift. You've got to be willing to do the work. And what I hear is create a system to your thoughts, mm-hmm. your lifestyle that will create that shift. Uh, and I love that because the whole idea uh, about what you're talking about is that whole idea of, you know, when you're trying to change a culture, mm-hmm. when you're mm-hmm. trying to change yourself, it's a process. It's not a one and done. I was talking about that in my live today. You know, I use present progressives whenever I do subtitles, you know, so present progressive, it's like, it keeps going. It's active. It's ongoing. It's not a one and done, right? right. It's an ING. It keeps right. moving. So if you're looking for a one and done, you might pay that $10,000 <laughs> price tag. And you might get like instantaneous you know, gratification, but it's not sustainable. I promise you that. And I say that from experience. Because for so many years, I was looking for that one and done. What's going to make me feel good? Mm-hmm. You know, what's going to make me feel better? What's going to make me feel better is long-term change. Yes. Yes. Right. And, I, and even in 
I think as a culture, we get caught up in that feel good. Mm -hmm. You know, you've been a part of our girlfriend gatherings Mm -hmm. and we've really unpacked the challenge that I actually um, don't care about how you feel. It's not about because our feelings are flaky. Mm. They will be up, they will be down. Mm -hmm. But it becomes, will you be disciplined enough to be obedient to what you have been called to do? Because if you continue to be so flaky, you are leaving someone waiting for you to show up to help them to pass the baton. It's not about how you feel. Nobody. it, It doesn't matter. Do it afraid. Yeah. Girl. Do it, uh, do it uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. So I feel like because of the experiences you've had, mm-hmm. that prompted you to write the book. So yeah. tell me, what, what, where did the book come from, from fake to phenomenal? The book was birthed from pain and rejection. Mm. Because mm-hmm. as you well know, when we are in our pain and we are in our hard place, that's when our heart is softest and that's when God can really use you. Yes. And yes. it's up to you to accept the call. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. So he gives us a choice. Right. You know, he's a gentleman. He doesn't make you do anything. Mm-hmm. But when I was fired from a job that I loved, Vidra, mm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I was fired from this job. Long story short, when I left the opportunity that I had to be elevated from interim executive director to executive director, and they let me go, what happened was I was so angry and so bitter. Um, I was encouraged to write and I wanted to write a book, but I said, I want to write a scathing book <laughs> that shows my bitterness. Yes. <laughs> But then, you know, I started writing a little bit and I said, you know, I think I might have a bigger, better story to tell. And it was, it, you know, my my original title was The Judas Kiss. That's how betrayed, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how betrayed I felt. I felt like, uh, and I remember calling our mutual friend, Cheryl, mm-hmm. I, I remember calling her and saying, you know, I feel like the Bible is coming alive in my life. Mm-hmm. I can really understand or relate to that whole idea of really being betrayed when I'm doing my best work. And so I shifted my mindset and then from fake to phenomenal was born. And I make it sound a lot simpler than it was, but it was really a decision, I think, Vidra, to use this opportunity because I had decided to write the book, but to use the opportunity glorify God in the process Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to serve people. Mm -hmm. So, so even as I was starting to write or shift my mindset from the Judas kiss, I was still thinking that I wanted to do something that was um, just a memoir, but I thought, you know, memoir. Okay. So I'm telling people about my life. Who is that going to help? You know, Jesus is very clear. He's like, (laughs) you love me. You feed my sheep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, It's not a guesswork, right? What God calls us to do, and so that's why it became not only a memoir but a personal development book, where people can really go on their own self-discovery journey, because it's a memoir in the first part of the chapter, and then at the end, there's open-ended journal prompts that really help you to think about what you just read Mm -hmm. and process that information. 
When we come back from this first break, I'm looking forward to actually digging into something you said that hit me because sometimes I think people get so caught up in what somebody did to them that they sabotage the opportunity to move forward mm -hmm. because they are so tied to the loyalties of their past. Mm -hmm. And then being able to actually move forward and add value. And, and we had um, a guest on some months ago, Aaliyah, and she shared, you know, we have an assignment to pass the baton, mm -hmm. but you can't pass the baton looking behind you. Mm -hmm. So when we come back from this break, I'm looking forward to you continuing to give us some nuggets from the book. Okay. And if you could unpack for me, what did you do to let go of the bitterness mm -hmm. Because I feel like some people are still holding on to it mm -hmm. and it's getting in their way. Mm -hmm. We're getting ready to take our first break. And last week we had the people's nurse on and she shared how it is her life's mission to bring love to the streets. So check out this commercial and check out her website and get connected on a health movement to educate, to empower and to Spread out access to address inequity. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. A motivational and health and wellness coach, certified nurse coach with Living Your Life Without Limits. So I coach all over the world, not just here in Belize, not just in the United States. People can call me all over and I do get calls and speak in person as well as online. So if anyone wanted to reach me, they could reach me through Living Your Life Without Limits. They can contact info at thepeoplesnurse.com. And I want to end with my signature sign off that I say each week on my podcast. Remember family to love yourself, take care of yourself, cause guess what? You're absolutely worth it. This is Shannon Jackson, the people's nurse. If you're searching for the motivation or you're needing that inspiration, you got Shannon Jackson, the people's nurse. She cares for you. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 
You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. We have been having a conversation with Dr. Renee Ellison and her book, From Fake to Phenomenal. And she just dropped out a a whole bucket of nuggets (laughs) and became very honest and transparent about where the book came from, Mm -hmm. why it was created. And just before our break, I asked if you would share what helped you drop rejection, bitterness, in order for you to be able to actually do this authentically. Reminding myself what God says about me. Yes. So we have a choice every day. A, a, a lot of people who are tuning in to your radio show are people who um, believe in God and follow Christ and go to church. Um, many people forget sometimes what God says about them. Mm-hmm. And I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever someone on earth would say would say or make me feel that I wasn't worthy, mm-hmm. I bought it. I believed mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're too female. You're too black. You're too overweight. You're too smart. You're too educated. You're too, you're too, you're too, you're too overqualified. You're, you're not, you know, you don't fit in. You, you, you know, all the things that I felt my whole entire life um, were lies. Mm-hmm. And to be able to get to a place in my life where I could honestly look at what people say and compare it to what God says mm-hmm. and finally embrace that God believes that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. That I'm the head, and not the tail. I mean, all those things that I've heard in church my whole entire life, for whatever reason, I was able to really internalize it mm-hmm. and make a conscious decision to glorify the God I serve with this book. Can I ask you a question real quick? Because I'm curious about something that I had a conversation earlier with someone when you made that shift, mm-hmm. can I ask you, did your practices around the word change? Mm-hmm. What what was different about your practices? I wanted more. You wanted more. Did you do more? Yeah. Did you study more? Yeah. Before you, were you studying? Not as, as much. A, as So you increased the studying, mm-hmm. you increased your desire to want more. As you studied, you probably mm-hmm. be, began to feel like you wanted mm-hmm. more. I feel like that's where people are getting hung up. Mm -hmm. They're wanting this feeling to happen Mm -hmm. and they want the emotion to lead and the action to follow when it's the other way around. Vidra knows it's the brain, girl. (laughs) The action has to be first. Yes. The action has to to be first. You got to change your practice. You can't can't feel it and then expect to want to do it. Mm -hmm. You have to do it in spite of how you feel. Yeah, because yeah. if I did what I felt, um, mm, I wouldn't have written from fake to phenomenal, <laughs> <laughs> and it would not have been a, a memoir and a personal development book. It would have been a completely different story, mm-hmm. and it would not not have laid a foundation for changing the trajectory of the rest of my life. 
Yes. And the life of everyone who is going to read the book. Mm. Now, you've been transparent about um, your mental health. So how mm-hmm. has struggling with your mental health actually impacted um, you over the years? I believe in my heart of hearts that. Oh, okay. So you'll know you'll find out when you read the book that mm-hmm. I was diagnosed. Okay. And I truly believe in my heart of hearts that my inability to really know who I was mm-hmm. was a factor. Okay. In me being mm-hmm. diagnosed. Mm-hmm. And I really genuinely believe in my heart of hearts that had I had a little bit more self-knowledge and understanding about who God says I am, Mm -hmm. things would have been very different. And Mm -hmm. I would have, maybe I would have been diagnosed, but the way I handled the diagnosis, the way I, the choices that I made, the way I lived my life, I think would have been different. I wouldn't have wandered in the desert quite as long. Yeah, I wouldn't I I would have been able to make better decisions Mm -hmm. when I think about and I promise I will not get all going with the brain. But when I think (laughs) about (laughs) how from our earliest years, those neurological pathways Mm -hmm. are created from repeated experiences. Mm -hmm. And if there is not a repetition of worthy of value, Mm -hmm. of recognizing what God has actually said, like there's a repeated pathway in our brain, then when things happen, when, when our value is questioned, we then question ourselves. Mm -hmm. And without that pathway being fortified, we can't, we wander. Yeah. And in that wandering, it really just becomes a survival response yes. instead of a thriving opportunity. Mm. And no matter how no, much success. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. L- let's be clear mm-hmm. about this because mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. you co-sign with me on this. When I'm talking about thriving, I'm not talking about cars, clothes, and cribs. That's tell, tell it, tell that's it. That's not what yes. I'm talking about. I'm yes. not talking about getting a better car. I'm not talking about living in a better house. And I'm not talking about wearing Louis Vuitton and, mm-hmm. you know, Fendi. What I'm talking about has nothing, nothing to do with external. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. It's how you feel about you. Mm-hmm. And it's all internal. It's in life. Hear me. Yes. Life is an introspective journey. Mm -hmm. You cannot live your life outside. We have seen far too many people Mm -hmm. over the past few years. Mm -hmm. It's been quite a few years where people who from the outside we thought had everything and they have taken their life. Yeah. And, and and it's interesting that you say that because one of the one of the reasons and, and a catalyst to me making the decision to make this book um, of service to people, mm-hmm. you pro- you're probably familiar with Chesley Christ. Yes, that uh, made me. Pa- I had to sit down for a minute. I know. I had I that I I didn't know her anything, but 
it took my breath away. And I had to pause because I could not wrap my mind around it. I, I still can't. I still have a hard time. But when I say that she was in so many ways, her life and her death, mm-hmm. um, there was something visceral mm-hmm. that happened to me when I heard about her passing. I never knew her, never met her. Our paths never crossed. But this woman was a Miss USA 2019. She was a lawyer. Train a trained lawyer passed the bar, practiced law the whole nine yards, not just, you know, interested in law. She was a correspondent on um, a television show. So she was uh, interviewing celebrities, Tom Hanks and all kinds of celebrities. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful girl. Gorgeous. Stunning. And she put her foot, feet on a ledge and jumped mm-hmm. from... Her mm-hmm. high-rise condominium and took her own life by suicide. Mm-hmm. And when I heard about that, there was something so impactful mm-hmm. for me. And I and to this day, when I talk, when I write, when I speak, I think about her, mm-hmm. and I think about the women like her mm-hmm. who appear mm-hmm. to have it all. Yes. And that's why whenever I see you, Vidra, Mm -hmm. I see your beauty and I see your talent and I see everything that you've accomplished. But you will notice, I will always ask you, how are you? Yes. And mean it. And wait and dig. Yes. Because I want to make sure that as you are feeding sheep, that you Mm -hmm. also get fed. Mm -hmm. Because I know what it was like for me not to get fed by people mm-hmm. who just want to take when you're doing well. Yeah. And I never want to be that girl. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she, uh, her life definitely, her death really inspired me in, in mm-hmm. so many ways to, um, to shift the mm-hmm. way I think about external mm-hmm. acquisition and validation. It takes me back to our earlier comment that we just don't have time not to see one another. Mm-hmm. To actually see with the intention of understanding because there are people who have many things but are on empty on the inside. Mm-hmm who are on many platforms, but feel absolutely alone Mm -hmm. and unseen, even though they are seen all the time. Mm -hmm. We are in a stage and an age, and we have an opportunity in this moment Mm -hmm. to become more intentional about seeing one another. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. No. How are you? And when you sense that the answer is quick, curt, or inauthentic, we have got to stop, walk back and say, I'm not sure about that answer. I'm going to ask again. Mm -hmm. We have to. Mm -hmm. When you talk about, um, so in writing the book, you made a drastic pivot in mm-hmm. your career. Mm-hmm. 
So what did it take to make such um, a severe and unusual change to your career? Because I know many people are changing careers, making shifts. Mm -hmm. What did you have to do to do that? I was at a point and, and it's a it's a whole chapter in the book. Mm-hmm. It's called it's chapter three, I think, which is the breakdown. And it was um, a time in my life where I really I had no choice, Vidra. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was either going to get out of TV and mm-hmm. step away from the lights and cameras mm-hmm. Or I was going to literally either die physically mm. or die spiritually and be in a, an insane asylum. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, like, exaggerating, joking, nothing. Um, I couldn't handle it. I was losing it, mm-hmm. literally. And everything, everything was falling apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a lot of times people will say, oh. Well, you know, you got you got your master's, you got your doctorate. <laughs> yeah, go girl. go, girl. I'm like, no. Um, actually, that probably should have happened right mm. out of high school. Mm. I shouldn't have had to wait that long, but I was wandering so long trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. Um, okay. And I, and I talk about it in the book. You know, I'm on television selling blood pressure cuffs and ionizers. Why weren't wasn't I in law school? Like I was mm. like digging a little bit deeper and finding the real me mm-hmm. like using thank god that i've been able to uh capitalize on the skills that i learned over that period of time and really be able to leverage them to do some really great things in my career now mm-hmm. so it was never a waste but i would always say that that's why it's so beautiful to be able to start when you're young, really knowing who you are and figuring out who you are and being committed to that process at an early age. Because the older we get, the harder it is to change. Yes. Right. And uh, yeah, so I digress. But anyway. So, but I want to actually start, take a moment right there because I'm getting ready to get vulnerable myself Mm -hmm. because I feel like there are people because I have said this to myself mm-hmm. that I'm if I don't do it now, I'm too old to be able to mm-hmm. or discounting the fact that, well, I missed that. That's passed me by. Mm-hmm. You made a career shift and you're continuing to evolve and write an author and podcast and you are continuing to live and not be afraid of of the fact that time is moving on. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to someone who feels like it's too late? Mm. I I believe that the best is yet to come. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's a chapter in my book, um, literally, um, because I would not go back to my youth if you gave me a million dollars <laughs> because I did not enjoy my youth. It was not a time of pleasure for me. You know how people think about their youth and they think, oh, when I was a little girl, oh, well, mm-hmm. when I went to the prom. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. I think of it as torture. Mm-hmm. And so I look forward to my life. And I think about, you know, when God says that, 
you know, your latter days will be better than your former days. And I embrace that. I, whenever I hear that scripture, I just go bananas because I really feel, I was just talking about this in my live the other day, like the world is my playground now that I get to really live out um, a life that is what God intends for me. Mm-hmm. And there's more time behind me than in front of me. So to really be able to value that. And I talk about talk about this the other day. And I said, you know, when I was a little girl, I hated the playground. Mm. I hated the playground because when I would go on the playground, that's when kids would bully me and torture me. And they didn't want to play with me. And they thought I was too fat. And they would slow down. I would slow down the merry-go-round and all kinds of crazy things I had to deal with as a child. But now I get to switch my mindset and I get to really live in the moment and savor this beautiful gift that God has given me. And I want to advocate to anybody who thinks that too much time has passed by and they're not able to. You know, I talk about the idea of really being able to unleash your aspirations, visit that part of yourself that has regret. And really take time to examine that and unpack that and and maybe get a coach or a therapist or whomever to help you and support you in that process. But know, know logically first, like you said, in your mind that the best is yet to come. Yeah. You just gave someone permission to start again. Mm. It's okay Mm -hmm. to start again. It is. Every single day, um, Crystal... Uh, Evans Hurst uh, has a saying that every day is day one. Mm. Today is the first day of the rest of my life. Yep. Every day is day one. Mm -hmm. So you just gave someone permission Mm -hmm. to start again. Yeah. What's your favorite part of the book? Mm. <laughs> I know I know that's hard to it is, ask an it, author. It's, it's like asking but, your, your favorite yes. child, right? right. Yes. Um, so I would say definitely chapter three. Okay. It was the hardest to write. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It's the breakdown chapter um, where I, I, I literally talk about my he- mental health journey and um, how it came to fruition and uh, the what I went through and um, all the pain that I yeah. suffered emotionally and psychologically. And um, it was the hardest to write, but the secret. So I tell you that it's eight chapters. Um, at the end of the, each chapter, there are what I call Renaissance Reflections, which is a way for you to kind of reflect on what I've just written about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also reveal a secret. And um, so the secret that I reveal in chapter three is that a breakdown leads to a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. That sometimes mm-hmm. we have to come to that impasse. hmm we have to come to that point in our life where we have to make a decision where for everybody goes through that, everybody. And when you make that decision, it's like the road less traveled. Yes. You know, and, and, and the best decision that you can make is to always choose yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's one. And then the other one that was really hard to learn was in chapter two, Secret number two, which is being worthy is my birthright. And, you know, that when we are from conception, we inherit the right to feel worthy and to be worthy. 
and that when we are brought into this world, that it's intertwined in our DNA, that worthiness. And it should be, it's not something you have to earn. It's not something that you have to work hard for. And, you know, sometimes we as black women, woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Rest, yeah. soft years, embrace that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. To, and you know what? It's interesting that you, as we talk about educating and empowerment um, and equity, and as Black women, the the element of that I can't be soft, that mm-hmm. I've got to even make sure that my um, daughters are hard, um, can, yes, we want, we want to be able to recognize our value and speak that value and live that value. But I think there's also something that we rob, we get robbed of in relationships when there's this persona that we have to be hard, mm-hmm. that we have to be the toughest one, that we have to be on the grind, that we have to be and all of the have to be's mm-hmm. that we chase after and it leaves us exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of your thoughts about that? I, I agree 110%. I, I <laughs> the, the, the one uh, story that comes to mind is my hair journey. Okay. My hair journey. I talk mm-hmm. about that in the book. And um, I talk about how I was in this relationship and um, I had like every hairstyle that you could possibly imagine. I had um, I had, I had um, braids. I had a weave. I had um, a short crop. I had in a matter of like five years, I had gone through like ten, nine or 10 different hairstyles. And what I realized was that I didn't know what was beautiful because I wanted so desperately to be beautiful for him. But then I had to be beautiful for the world. And then I wanted to be beautiful for myself. And then I was confused. Mm -hmm. So I just kept changing my hair, changing my hair, changing my hair, changing my hair, changing my hair. And I realized that it was, it was because I wasn't in touch. I wasn't in tune. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, connected with with what made me feel beautiful yeah because i had practiced my whole life being beautiful for a man being beautiful for a corporation what does what does the corporation deem as beautiful Mm -hmm. what does this man deem Mm -hmm. as beautiful what did my mother my grandmother deem as beautiful i never had an opportunity to really sit down and say how, how, what do I need to do to my hair to make me feel beautiful? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really until I got sister locks that it made sense <laughs> because somebody said, it's not about the style. It's about the journey. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Yes. The style? What? The style? It's not, you know, it's not about nice. the style. It's about the journey. How is that even possible connected to hair? And she said, mm-hmm. it's an internal process. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a disconnection from expectation. Yeah. And that you you have defined mm-hmm. what is beautiful mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? It, this has been an amazing, I know, it's been an amazing <laughs> conversation. Thank you. So can you tell me, 
out of all of this and all of that you have shared and your transparency, how would you describe your vision and mission for Dr. Renee Ellison (laughs) now? Yeah, I think it goes back to what I said earlier. It goes back to that whole idea of um, when, when the disciples said, you know, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. And he said, if you love me, you'll feed my sheep. And that scripture, I've heard my whole life, Idra. I've heard it my whole life. And it finally makes sense to me now. It finally makes sense. I feel like when I'm serving, like really genuinely serving, um, that's my expression. You know, my pastor taught me that prayer doesn't have to just be Oh, Lord, (laughs) you know, how excellent is thy name and all the other. It doesn't have to be that. It can be written. It can be oral. It can be, um, it can be mental. Mm -hmm. And I find that my work, my, my ministry, my work is my ministry. Mm -hmm. It's my offering to the world. And if my company and my book and everything that I do can't glorify God, I don't want any parts of it. Mm-hmm. If I get to make a difference in a dollar, that's a bonus because we do mm-hmm. need to pay Pico. Yeah. <laughs> Got to pay the bills. But it doesn't mean that I need to make a million dollars and it doesn't mm-hmm. even mean that I need to make six figures this year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I believe that that's where I am right now mm-hmm. in my life and in my journey. And I feel your stability your groundedness mm-hmm. in as you shared i felt my spirit settling mm-hmm. because I, I there are so many people who are running trying to figure out am i beautiful is this the paycheck is this the job is this the platform am i an influencer and what you just said is grounding in that the one thing that matters is am i doing what god has called me to to do and my work is my ministry and you're adding value Mm. to others lives and we say thank you thank you say thank you thank you i don't want our time to get past us without you sharing how people can find the book Mm -hmm. and absolutely how they can follow you because you have a whole, you continue um, on the journey of sharing your nuggets and your wisdom um, on your own social media platform. So tell us how to follow you and how Mm -hmm. to find the book. Well, you can always, um, you can go to Amazon, you can go to Barnes and Noble or Books a Million uh, to get the book. Um, you can also reach out to me uh, on my website, which is IWillEmbraceLife.com. And um, my whole reason for that um, domain name is the conscious effort that people will make when they type that into the browser. My hope, and it's, you know, maybe silly, but it's, I'm hoping that it'll be a mantra. 
for people that when they type that into the browser, they are committing that I will embrace life. I will recognize what God says about me and I will do uh, the work that I am called to do and to and to be in my purpose. Um, and on Facebook, um, Renee Ellison and, and um, yeah, so that's the best way to reach me. And then if you're interested in my Renaissance circles, um, definitely go uh, to my website and there's information about how to join the Renaissance circle, the Renaissance inner circle. Oh, and we didn't even talk about your coaching platform and, mm-hmm. and all that you do there. Mm-hmm. And so can you tell us a little bit more about the Renaissance Circle and and what you as a coach um, who is helping others understand the steps of embracing life for themselves? I think I know, but I would love for you to put words to it. What Mm -hmm. is unique about your coaching your coaching approach and the Renaissance circles. Mm -hmm. Well, what was interesting was when I was going through my doctoral program and I was doing my dissertation, I learned that connection, community, and relationship are highly valuable to women, especially Mm -hmm. black women. Mm -hmm. And we shy away from that sometimes. And I believe that um, my company and my mission is to really support people who are looking for that community connection and relationship and to help them to understand that that is the connection to authenticity. You know, um, my pastor, he says, you can't be your best self by yourself. And to be able to really get the most out of yourself, you have to be in community with people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Safe community. Safe community. And the Renaissance Circles, yeah. um, it facilitates that. And the yeah. inner circle is a, is a, um, a little bit more of a private mm-hmm. uh, connection there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you're living out what you shared earlier in that when you find someone who is walking in their purpose mm-hmm. and they are free to be authentic mm-hmm. and they have put down their mask Mm -hmm. and they're actually focused on the most important things, Mm -hmm. which is serving others. Mm -hmm. When you're in their space, they're going to let you shine because they know their shining won't be dimmed just because your shining is happening. Mm -hmm. And the moment that you're in spaces with people who want to dim your light, you recognize they're not ready. A telltale sign mm-hmm. is when you're in dialogue with somebody and that person is doing all of the talking. Wow. You notice how when we talked today, it was like mm-hmm. a it was like a tennis match. Mm-hmm. Like I walked in, how you doing, Vijay? You asked me, I'm gonna. It's like back and forth, right? And it feels good. But when you're in a dialogue with somebody and they're doing, they're dominating the conversation, and it's not a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> there's a problem there. Yeah. Something's happening to them. They need, um, they need something that they're not receiving, and they need more support than they think they need. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I find myself doing a lot of listening in my life. Yeah, because there's a lot of hurt people out there. Yeah. Wow, we have had an amazing conversation with Dr. Renee Ellison, and I want to make sure for our listeners that you have the accurate spelling of Renee because it's not <laughs> it's not the usual. So it's R-E-N-A-I Ellison. 
And again, her website is IWillEmbraceLife.com. And the book you can find on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and book Books a Million. And again, the title is From Fake to Phenomenal. And it absolutely is an opportunity for you to gain insight, hear secrets from her heart, but most of all, begin to do the work mm-hmm. to create the change that will allow you to put down the mask Mm. for such a time as this, my sister. Mm. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for being in conversation with me today. It was my pleasure. My pleasure, my privilege. Thank you for sharing your platform with me. Absolutely. So everyone, same time, same place right here. Thank you for joining this conversation and we look forward to seeing and connecting with you again on the flip side. Have a great one. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.